Welcome. To Arcade Audio. Hello and welcome to another episode of Let Sleeping Dogs Lie, the comedy trivia show of answering questions and questioning answers. I'm your host, Spencer Hamilton, and I'll be awarding points to our two teams based on how well they know trivia and how good they are at lying. In Let Sleeping Dogs Lie, an incorrect answer is worth just as many points as a correct one. At least, as long as our players can trick the other team into believing it. Now let's meet tonight's panel. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Let Sleeping Dogs Lie, the comedy game show of answering questions and questioning answers. I'm Spencer Hamilton, and tonight's theme is going to be Florida. I've uh, assembled six of the finest fellow uh, Floridians on stage, and uh, we're going to meet them right now. So let's start with the uh, team to my left. Do we have a team name? Yes. Uh, Our team name is Florida Man Reported Behaving Responsibly. (laughs) Go Gators! Go Gators! Very good fake headline. And uh, let's meet our individuals, starting with the far end. My name is Liz Anderson, class of 2012. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Madison okay. Kirby, class of 2013. Uh-huh. Uh, Bill Arnett, I left in 98. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. I didn't graduate either. That's all, that's all good. Um, cool. And let's uh, meet our team on my, uh, my, my right. Uh, do you have a team name? Yeah. Hit me. Or land, don't go to Painesville. <laughs> I'm like, what are what? these? <laughs> Orlando, don't go to Painesville. What is Painesville? You got to ask. You don't know. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> okay. Hey, you want to choke up on the mic a little bit there? Yeah, choke up on the mic there, bud. And I think it's worth pointing out that t- two of the three <laughs> members of this team are dressed uh, dressed up. Uh, so let's start with the first person that's dressed up. <laughs> yeah, my name's Ryan Radon Phillips, class of 2014. <laughs> and what are you dressed as? Gator. Gator, okay. <laughs> And to uh, his right? Uh, yeah, I am uh, Charlie Little Bop Tastic Williams. Okay. Class of 2009. Okay, and what do you dress as? Gator. Okay. <laughs> and, and finally? Uh, Derek Shoemaker. Uh, I also uh, left uh, and didn't graduate <laughs> in 2012. And what do you dress as? A confused human being. <laughs> okay, confused human being. That's fair enough. <laughs> All right, let's, uh, let's start with the 18 to my left. Florida man reported acting responsibly. In 1965, the University of Florida's head coach, Ray Graves, came to a team of scientists at the UF College of Medicine, asking them to craft a drink to replace the fluids lost during exercise. Basically, he asked for bottled sweat with a hint of lime. The name Gatorade started as a joke, with aid spelled A-I-D. When it came time to market the drink to the public, several other names were suggested, but none were as catchy as the original. They decided to stick with Gatorade, but changed the spelling to A-D-E at the last moment when they discovered they couldn't actually use the original spelling. So what I want to know is, why did they have... Yeah, there we go. What prevented Gatorade, A-D-E, from being called Gatorade, A-I-D? All right, 
right, what do we think here, Florida man? <laughs> what prevented Gatorade from being spelled the original way? Um, Gatorade, A-I-D, was already taken as it was a nonprofit that protected gators and helped, you know, conserve wildlife and parks and marshland. And so they had to change it to Gatorade, A-D-E-E. A-D-E-E. She went to Florida. There you have it. How how far did this organization reach? Was it just Florida, or did it go to Alabama, Louisiana, Georgia? Uh, all of the SEC region. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay, so up into Arkansas. Yeah, Arkansas, Louisiana, Alabama, Georgia, even up into Kentucky and Tennessee. Basically, just the edge of the Gator, you know, nation. Where nation. where the SEC line stopped? That's where they refused to help any of the Gators. That <laughs> outside of the SEC, it gets so cold that the Gators can't habitate those areas. Gotcha. So. <laughs> There's this very serious the discussion. SEC's hot. <laughs> and Gators are cold blooded. What, if you had to join a different SEC team, what would you join? I'm asking you questions now. <laughs> I control the show. Well, I, I, I did want to let everyone know we will be talking SEC football for the main Never game. mind. <laughs> no, are you kidding me? Well, we've, we've already talked more football than I want to. Go Gators. Okay, Go fair Gators. enough. Give, so, me a, okay. uh, give me a fake SEC team that you would like to join. The Buzz Wallops. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Okay, that's it for that. <laughs> Do we think they're telling the I truth? I had is... one, but I came up with it too late. No, tell, tell us about it. <laughs> uh, the Mud Stompers. The Mud Stompers. Okay, thank you. Yeah, Where are they right. from? This is my first time playing. Thank you. <laughs> Montgomery. Do we think this is the, the, the correct answer? Is this true or are they lying? Uh, I think they're lying. Uh, this is my first time playing. I think they're lying. <laughs> okay. Yeah. What do we think the real answer is? Why is it spelled this way? Well, I, I don't know if y'all remember this, uh, but a long time ago there were popsicles called Gatorades. Um, it was a ripoff of the Flavor Aid popsicles, uh, and that's actually where Gatorade. Yeah, came that from. sounds fake. Uh, so the actual answer is because of the FDA. So what? Was, yeah. Oh yeah. So at the time, ADE and AID had very specific meanings. So to the FDA, ADE meant a fruit flavored drink, but uh-huh. AID meant a nut- nutritional supplements. Yeah, that's right. And it's not. It's not a nutritional supplement. Uh, well, they would have had to disclose like the the properties of the uh, the drink, and oh. basically they don't want to do that. Yeah. The proprietary blend. I'm sorry. The proprietary blend. Yeah, the proprietary blend of the, herbs and spices. The herbs and spices. <laughs> right, yeah. Well, if you, if you find out what's in Gatorade, which is mostly Gator, you won't <laughs> want to drink it. Right, and also uh, if if it would have been invented at uh, Florida State, it would have been called seminal fluid. <laughs> you know. This is my first time. This is my first time playing, but I thought this was supposed to be PG thirteen. That's a PG thirteen. Okay, good. I got it. All right, Orlando, don't go to Painesville. What do you get when you add space to Florida? You get multi platinum hip hop mogul Tremar Lasell Dillard, or as we all know him, Florida. That's right. Florida has provided the soundtrack for nearly every game of beer pong played by humankind, with hits like <laughs> Low, Wild Ones, and My House. Florida is known for his sick beats and even sicker home state. Flo's come a long way since his days as a member of hip-hop group slash trendy improv theater, The Groundhogs, but his occupation hasn't always been as a rapper or purveyor of apple-bottom jeans. What job did both Flo Rida and his brother-in-law have before Flo Rida became famous?
right, Oran, don't go to Painesville. What do we think here? What uh, was Florida's job before he became famous? <clears throat> Hit him, Charlie. Uh, they worked at Disney, actually, as uh, Imagineers. Imagineers? Yeah. Oh, boy. So that means that they got their degrees in, like, engineering. Yeah. Where, where from? Yeah, did you not? They got it at UF. And they turned their back on Imagineering <laughs> to start a... Hopefully, rap career. You don't always get it right the first time. Yeah, though. come on. <laughs> All right. I mean, I have a science degree. Does that mean I turned my back on it when I decided to throw it in the toilet and do improv? <laughs> <laughs> uh, did they work on any, like, what ride did they work on? Well, they were uh, working more towards imagineering rides, so probably not actually engineering rides, but just imagining what rides could be. Mm-hmm. Like, you know. what constitutes a ride? Like, is sitting a ride? Yeah, is like, standing what, a ride? Like, if I were to engineer a ride, I'm going to imagine that right now. Okay. Yeah, great. You're an imagineer. And, yeah, and then I get paid $35,000 a year for that. Oh, boy. That's not a good job, is yeah. it? I mean, yeah, that's uh, pretty low to bend right now. Is there currently a ride they worked on that we could go ride right now? Well, yeah, I mean, after a flight, but I mean... <laughs> Um, so, do you remember uh, the old Alien ride? The oh, yeah. Alien Encounter? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Alien Encounter. Actually, they worked on the Stitch one that came after. Ugh, boo. Yeah, boo. Okay. <laughs> Ugh. That used to be Mission to Mars, you know. What? When I was young, Alien Encounter was called Mission to Mars. Huh. Boring. Oh, no. <laughs> they got rid of it. Did they, did they make it to Mars? Uh, they said you did, but they didn't let you outside. <laughs> they just said, hey, we're on Mars, everybody. Trust us. <laughs> <laughs> so now we got to go back to Earth. So you had to imagine that it was on Mars. Yes. Yes. Okay. Well, that's part Imagineering. Of it. <laughs> we did it. Do you think that's the right answer? Is this no. Uh, no, they were not no. Imagineers. Hard, no. hard pass. Okay. Rude. What, what were their jobs? I, I think we pinpointed that they're probably, we think that they're from South Florida. Okay. So it was having to do with uh, the tourism industry. They're possibly, I want to say they worked just in a marina, I think. <laughs> just selling just, boats. Just a marina. Okay, sure. Gassing up boats? Uh, no, they were, no! they were hype men for two live crew. <laughs> it's the same. It's the same. Yeah, that's that's, that was really cool. So a different like type of imagineering. I think this is actually good is imagineering. Imagineering excited. You've got to have a pretty big imagination I think this is a good time to mention that Flo Rida was the cousin of the quarterback on my high school football team, and so he would come to our uh, games. We were terrible, and his cousin was also a terrible quarterback. But <laughs> Let the name-dropping begin. Sa- what's and the salary for a hype man? Not not uh, not as good as an Imagineer, I think. And you know, <laughs> happiness thirty one thousand dollars. The genre of South Florida porno rap didn't really take off <laughs> beyond Two Live Crew. <laughs> if anyone is familiar with their work, I'm not. Oh, yes. fam- yeah. okay. oh, yes. I'm familiar with the genre of porno rap. Yeah, <laughs> yeah certainly. Yeah. Uh, Florida man, this is a question for you. When you step off the plane at Orlando International Airport, you're greeted with a lovely welcome message from the mayor himself. Welcome to Orlando, where you'll be spending way more money than you expected. Mm-hmm. And it's true. Central Florida is home to enough resorts, restaurants, and theme parks to make even the stingiest stepdad empty his wallet. Still, if it weren't for Walt Disney World and all those other magical resorts, Central Florida would be nothing but a swamp-covered hellhole. Instead, it's the happiest place on Earth. Why did Walt Disney choose Orlando as the location of his East Coast theme park? <laughs> All 
All right, Florida man, what do we think? Why did Walt choose Orlando for his uh, theme park location? He needed, they needed to buy enough property, and Florida had ample enough to have enough square acreage to create their own municipality so they wouldn't have to rely on the county or have to pay taxes to the county. Uh, I believe it's called Reedy Creek. Is Reedy Creek, it? Improvement yeah. District. Facts. Okay. So <laughs> what, what makes it, you have enough land, what did you say, municipalities? Uh, municipalities, like the villages, if anyone knows of the villages, there it's if one person or one entity owns enough land, they can make themselves a city, basically. And Walt wanted to make the experimental prototype city of tomorrow was what Walt Disney World was supposed to be. So, so Ep- Epcot. Epcot. Mm-hmm. And then so, it turns into a theme park. So is Walt Disney World considered a city? Oh, it's like the Vatican. That makes sense. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that makes a lot of sense, actually. It actually is its own uh, municipality, like they said. It's not a city, uh, but it is. it has its own kind of border and region so that when someone dies on Disney grounds, they drive them off of the city grounds to pronounce them dead so that way they can say no one ever died at Disney. But, yeah. Okay, so, but why... That, that is true. <laughs> it's literally that true. That is true. So Orlando was the only... Available land big enough for that? No, Orlando, as we know it, did yes. not exist. It was just orange fields. But it's that was the only Orlando place in is Spanish for orange um, fields. Orlando right. is the armpit of the state of Florida, mm-hmm. and so yeah, there was plenty of just useless. Orlando's land in the it. is central Florida. I live in. Yeah, it's the, the armpit. No, Crystal River is the armpit. Where is your armpit? I'm, so, I'm going to need to get more granular. Can we get more granular on this Florida discussion? I, the, the armpit technically is like Cedar Key. Yes, that's that's pretty pretty much it. thank you. I want to get technical, geographical. Yeah. No, but you're misunderstanding my question. There was no other place a municipality could be. Created in Florida. The Why gover- did Walt the pick government Orlando? was open to it. The, the government, government was willing to, it. to say, we will forego massive amounts of taxes and uh, water and electric and sewer revenue hmm. in exchange for having uh, all the hotels and everything. Yeah, see, this sounds like Florida giving up on a lot of good things for something that's not that great. Never but happened. Never happened have before been. or since. Yes. What can I say? Been. It worked out. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think they're telling the truth? Is this why? Uh, municipality taxes? I actually uh, think I remember hearing this when I was a wee boy in Jacksonville, Florida. Uh, they used to tell of this in school. <laughs> it's like the um, boogeyman or something? <laughs> Over fires. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. What do you I think? I think, <laughs> I think it's true, but I'm also a very gullible human being. So. You know what? I'm gonna... We get no points for believing them. I say really? we can we test. Don't? That's not necessarily for... true. What? I kind of just assign points however I feel like it. Really? Yeah. So <laughs> we can just get points for thinking they're, right. they were convincing? You never know. I, well, do you trust Spencer more than you want to attack the other team? I trust the person who has my livelihood in their hands. I'm in here for the points. Well, you're next to two live gators, so you better be careful. <laughs> you mean two live crew? <laughs> <laughs> How dare you sell wow. the gator name with porno rap? <laughs> So it sounds like you think they're telling the truth. I think, we're, yeah, I think we're going to go with they're telling the truth. It was very convincing. You're you're kind of right on the right track, but it was okay. actually because of uh, interstates. What? Yeah. So although he already had a park in California, Disney knew that only two percent only two percent of Disneyland visitors traveled from east of the Mississippi. So he developed a plan to set up shop in the east. He didn't want to do it in the north because it's too cold, and they uh, were about to build Interstate Four. So he just popped himself right down, right by the interstate. Yeah, he bought up thousands of acres of land from, you know, mosquito farmers or whatever. And I just want to say that Liz looked utterly shocked. 
I yeah, she looks think, like shaken to her Florida. I think core. you're right. I don't think anything you said was incorrect, Liz. Yeah. See, there are lots of different truths. You know. <laughs> Here's the Here's fact. half of a truth. Can I just have 10 points just because? Yeah, sure. Thank you. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Can I get some 10 points? Yeah, sure. Just, nice! Yeah, we're all, yeah! all tied up. Okay. All right. Bill, all right. You... Well, you mentioned Interstate 4. It's actually not an interstate. Is that right? It's an intrastate. Wow. It's the only only, inter, only interstate that's only in one state. Hey, Spencer, are you going to take that? No, I, I did. I actually gave him points for it. Woo! Oh, yeah, yeah, right. yeah. It's amazing. That's all right. I, got, I got points for us too, guys. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's uh, move on to our next question. Orlan, don't go to Painesville. Uh, I'm going to pull up the question. How do you feel about that? You're going to pull it? I'm going to pull up the question. Oh, great. Great. Uh, but awesome. Great. All right, I th- uh, my, my computer is working now. Now, just, this is a cell phone, right? So yeah. it's, hey, it's, a it's technically a computer. Thank, thanks, yeah. uh, thank you, son. Uh, just <laughs> nice just door, north, Grandpa. <laughs> just north of Daytona Beach, you'll find the sleepy town of Flagler Beach in Flagler County, Florida. This area was named after industrialist Henry, Henry Flagler, who built the Florida East Coast Railway, founded the city of Miami, and turned the Florida Keys into a tourist destination. However, despite his contributions to the state, for the last 40 years, there has been a coalition of nonprofits pushing to remove his name from the town of Flagler Beach and Flagler County. And that's not because he co-founded the Standard Oil Monopoly with John D. Rockefeller or because he committed massive real estate fraud and stole land from Florida farmers. And it's not even because he bribed the Florida legislature to declare insanity legal grounds for divorce and then bribed a doctor to declare his wife insane and had her committed to asylum so he could remarry. <gasps> No, this, this is pretty average for Florida. Yeah, though, so. yeah. This, this is all fine, apparently. Yeah, but there's one, there is one inexcusable infraction that some people simply can't overlook. So why do several Florida organizations want Henry Flagler's name removed from their hometown and county? He says Florida. All right, what do we think here? Why uh, do they want to remove Flagler's name? So, um, all of those terrible things you said um, were good reasons to have this man's name removed from the town and the county. But the reason that pushed these people over the edge was taxes. (laughs) (laughs) What about them? It's a good follow-up question. Yeah, right? All right, ready tax. for points. They were too high. And the people of the county were just upset that he kept wanting to raise taxes. And also, he put a limit on how far you could build from the beach. And they didn't like that. So they want his name and reputation removed from the area. So people right now are mad about the taxes he did back then. Those were really high taxes. They were high taxes. Have you ever been to um, Flagler County? No. Oh, well, they hold a grudge. (laughs) It says they were historically high. Yeah. (laughs) Historically. Historically high. And back then they said that. Historically. There there was less history back then. Yeah, there was a lot less history back then. So now, I mean, think about all the history that's gathered on how high those taxes were. I mean, you're talking... Yeah, yeah, you know, a lot of, also, a lot of also, the questions. The question actually is very vague about the organizations. These organizations are all local HOAs, yeah. financial organizations. Oh, a, vague, organizations a vague question, are, huh? A vague yeah. question. And that's why we gave a vague answer. answer. Yeah, yeah. I, anyone, anything can be an organization. I'm an organization right now. What's your organization? My name? cells. 
<laughs> They're all together, and they make Liz Anderson LLC. Um, will will the rest of the panel on the opposite team also give their organization names? I I'm convinced it's not true, so I don't have any questions to answer. Wow. <laughs> okay. Wow. We're brethren of Florida, and yet we're actually a- my, accusing each other of lying. My, my, my family vacations at Flagler Beach every year, and yeah. oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. so maybe you have an inside sleepy. scoop. It's one of the few sleepy. It's actually a horrible place. Don't go. Okay, <laughs> so you should never go there. Yeah, Florida it's so or just like bad. specific. It's also worth mentioning that Flagler College is super haunted. It's haunted. Mm-hmm. Super haunted. Yeah, it's in the most one of the most haunted yeah. cities in the country, St. Augustine. This woman hung herself in, in uh, what used to be a well, it is a dorm now. It used to be a hotel mm. named after Henry Flagler, and she hung herself. And she they, like, was so afraid and... of high taxes. <laughs> More people no, hung themselves taxes. than actually graduated. It's true. <laughs> also true. So, do we think they're lying then? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. What, do, what do you think the real answer is? Probably racism and or anti-Semitism. I mean, let's just go for, let's go pre- for the low-hanging fruit. It's a pretty good guess. Let's yeah. go for both. <laughs> and at the same time. So it was actually yeah. because he never visited. He never went there? Yeah. What? Yeah, the taxes were too <laughs> high. Of course you didn't visit. Yeah, despite his railroad going right through the county and his namesake hotel and college in nearby St. Augustine, Henry Flagler never actually stepped foot anywhere in Flagler County or Flagler Beach. The most popular candidate for renaming is Gamble Rogers County, after the folk singer who died trying to rescue a tourist while riding an air mattress. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, all right. I'm all for that. That's a Florida man acting responsibly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Florida Go man. Drags. Florida man reported acting responsibly. Yes. Florida sure does love football. Mm-hmm. The plucky underdogs of Florida football have got to be those pesky Jacksonville Jaguars. The Jaguars have been around since 1995 when they were formed as an NFL expansion team along with the Carolina Panthers. Weirdly, Panthers are native to Florida, but Jaguars are not. Mm -hmm. The Jaguar did, however, have ties to the city of Jacksonville other than just starting with the letter J. What ties did the city of Jacksonville have with the Jaguar? All right, what do we think here? You. You got I'll take, uh, Jacksonville is a, a major port city, for people who don't realize that, and it's a very large uh, uh, seaport. Uh, and it was actually, for a long time, when Jaguar automobiles from the U.K. would be shipped over, they would arrive at the port of Jacksonville. Uh, it's a highway destination, train tracks as well. So for many years, if any dealership across the country needed parts for a Jag, uh, XJ, you know, eight or whatever, they would have to order them uh, from Jacksonville in some regard. Mm-hmm. And it was a great place for business because of the low taxes. Okay. The low taxes. As, okay. the, uh, right. as the only person maybe, maybe in this room from Jacksonville, Florida, I'm going to say that answer's wrong. Ten points to us. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. That was fast. That was real fast. Touche. Touche. I have Thank a couple you. questions if you don't mind. Uh, will you also name other models of Jaguars? Yeah, besides robots. Besides XJ8, robots? is that real? Yes, it is. Okay. Anybody? Audience? Studio audience? No. Come, people. Oh, man. <laughs> yes. Uh, the P Wagon. Also, it's a yeah. Jaguar. <laughs> That's how they pronounce it in the commercials. I'm just a good consumer. I believe it's pronounced Jaguar. 
Jagger. Yep. J a g i r e. The Jaguar. Yes, Jag the Wire. Yeah. So a port city, you say? Yes, I say. Yes, they enjoy fortified wine. Are you, you just took repeating my bit? <laughs> Did I take your joke? You took my bit. <laughs> well, excuse me. Well, this will be a day to remember. Yeah. Uh, okay, very. Yeah. They're not even from Jacksonville, so. <laughs> well, call the Mayday Parade. Man, okay. Are the Jags okay? They're very good. They've been very good this season. Well, Bortles is gone. We have Nick Foles now. Nick Foles! Yeah. Yeah. Who's excited about... Come on, Super Bowl winner Nick Foles? No one cares about that. Also, oh, I've, I've heard of the Super Bowl. Is it oh, yes. Jacksonville Jaguars Stadium the only one with an actual pool? It, it? Uh, if, if not the only, it was the first. Uh, <laughs> they have a pool. That's all. <laughs> ten points to it. Yes, yes. Ten points. Finally. Yes. Why Finally, we have he, a pool Bill, in a football stadium. Yeah. <laughs> Bill, oh. Bill is definitely right. It is a, uh, it is a, a port. As a, that's actually where my, my, uh, my parents met because my dad was in the Navy, hmm. and he was stationed in Jacksonville, and they met Mayport. at What's that? Mayport. Uh, yes, yes, in Mayport, and uh, he they were at a disco, and, that's, and they danced together, and that's the first and last time they ever danced, and that's when they got together. <laughs> and, uh, and now, and now he, uh, now he can't be in the state of Indiana anymore. So, <laughs> I got a lot. Of, I don't have a lot of like. Uh, so I, so everybody here went to to UF. I only, I went to Santa Fe College, so I didn't actually go to. So I don't have a lot of UF stuff. And Santa Fe I, is like the college adjacent to. Exactly. Yeah, it's the community. College, but I do have a lot of things about me that are very much from Florida, and that's probably one of them. Can we go into why your dad isn't allowed in Indiana, or do, should we? Do- uh, yes, because his uh, his dad got a restraining order on him because okay. he tried to give him a hundred dollars, and uh, my uh, my grandfather, uh, stubborn man that he is, uh, didn't want the hundred dollars, and uh, he said. Uh, uh, and, and my so my dad is a very uh, he's a very uh, he likes to joke around quite a bit. He's also uh, uh, <laughs> a little aggressive, and he was like he was like if you don't take this hundred dollars, I'm gonna break your fucking arm. <laughs> You know, my dad, it's like, I love my dad. And yeah, he's a real joker. So anyways, he's a real joker. And uh, he, so uh, they um, they got a restraining order out on him. And one night he got too drunk. And he called my dad and was like, Dad, you got to meet this girl. She's amazing. And then went over to his house. And uh, he wasn't there. And then came back home. The police were at his uh, his apartment. And they arrested him. And he was supposed to do community service. But he didn't. And now he's not allowed in Indiana, or he's going to get arrested. <laughs> one, one state down, forty nine yeah, to go. State, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. That that story went from guys, this guy from New England to this guy's from Florida, yeah, real yeah. quick. No, my dad is from Indiana, but he was in Florida long enough to get the disease of Florida. <laughs> anyway, do you think they're telling the truth? Is it a port no. city or whatever it was they said? I don't even know. Lies, lies. All okay. of them. What, what's the correct answer? What What does the uh, city of Jacksonville have? Uh, what are the ties with the jaguar? There's a jaguar at the zoo. Yes, the Jacksonville Zoo, one of the... Uh, there's no facts about Jacksonville Zoo. <laughs> well, you were right. There's a Jaguar at the zoo. Yeah. What? Yes! Yeah, at the, at the time of the team's inception, oh, wow, wow. the Jacksonville yeah. Zoo was home to the oldest Jaguar in captivity in North America. 200 points to us. I like it. 200 yeah. points, all right. Big whoop, you kept a thing alive. <laughs> I can it's, do that. It's I've very hard in me in captivity in North America. The, the, the Liz Anderson LLC is the oldest me company in America. Do you can know we how hard it is 200 keep... points, too? Yeah, sure. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought you guys were going to run away with the game, but it just got tied up real quick. That's, <laughs> the, that's the best the city could do. 
We have the oldest jaguar in captivity? That's all they could offer? They, they, jaguars aren't native to there. It was impressive. Just let it die, you know? <laughs> oh, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Jesus. That's, yeah, isn't that the motto of Florida? It's in captivity. That's the sad part. Like, oh, it's the longest thing we've kept incarcerated. Yeah. Three hots and a yeah. cot. That jaguar has no room to complain. It's on life yeah. support. Just yeah. let it die is the motto of Florida. So I just said this that. Jaguar alive <laughs> is. Don't why steal my joke. Can we deduct points from them for their jaguar. animal cruelty, Spencer? I should deduct points from y'all from stealing my jokes. <gasps> you oh. stole my joke first. Uh, okay, so that's that fair. I can add on to it. You started this war. Okay, <laughs> well, I'm the host, so. <laughs> Orlean, don't go to Painesville. This one's for you. Maybe I'll get some points here. I just, doubt it. <laughs> you never know. You guys got 200 last time. Despite close presidential and statewide election races showing that the electorate is pretty evenly split between Democrats and Republicans, Republicans have held on to a solid 17 to 10 or 16 to 11 advantage in Florida's congressional delegation for years now. In fact, the state Supreme Court forced Florida to alter its congressional map in the middle of the decade, saying the initial map violated the state constitution because it was drawn with partisan intent. This is often referred to as gerrymandering, where electoral constituency boundaries are manipulated to favor one party. How did the term gerrymander come about? All right, what do we think here? How did we get the term gerrymander? Well, uh, you know. First time playing this game, but I do know the answer to this. Um, so gerrymandering is actually, uh, it came from uh, Jerry Mander, one of the slickest Florida politicians of all time. Mm-hmm. They say he could wipe the truth from the Bible. He was wow. so... <laughs> so slick. That was his campaign uh, yeah, slogan. Yeah, I could wipe the truth wipe from the, truth the Bible. What, what was he running for? Uh, politics. Yeah. Aren't we all, you know? Yeah. Sounds a little vague. Yeah, well, it was, I mean, this was Florida in the in the 17th century, everybody. This is back so when this, things the, were very vague. Sure, know? in the 1600s when Spain controlled Florida. Conquistador. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. He was a conquistador. Well, his name was Geraldo Man- <laughs> Mandarino okay. back then, but we call him... Gerrymander. Elected conquistador. (laughs) That's right. Man, if we could only start a super pack for all of our conquistadors, we would really raise unlimited gold bars for them. (laughs) That was the end of my joke. That's pretty good. (laughs) Thank you. That's pretty good. Yeah. Are you thinking we're going to get points, Spencer? I'm going to think we're we're just going to ask if you think they're telling the truth or not. No. Uh, No. I think it's a gerrymander is a portmanteau of. Elbridge Jerry and Salamander. I, I can't believe you got the man's first name correct. Uh, it was that's exactly right, Bill. Yeah, that's right. It was a, a portmanteau of Elbridge Jerry and the. Uh, God, I'm, I'm a, I can't right believe now. I've been lied to my whole life about Jerry Mander. I'm sorry, buddy. This yeah. is hard. For, I think yeah. I need some points to make me feel better. <laughs> how, many, how many points do you need, my man? Uh, probably uh, an insurmountable amount of points that we could only uh, possibly win. All right, I'll think about it. Uh, <laughs> all right. Just, just give us as many points as it needs to make up for our poor Florida education. Okay, well, that's a and, lot of I mean, can... we, we knew the answer. We're, we, we won that one. We, I went to public school in Florida. Wow. 
bragging in the middle of the game? Yes! Unsport- it's a game! Unsportsmanlike. Yeah, I no! Got, I got kicked out of two high schools twice. <laughs> so, so you've been kicked out of high four, school four times? No, sorry. Okay, I've been kicked out of two high schools. Once I was kicked out twice. The third time, I kicked myself out. <laughs> okay. Sort of a, uh, yet another fact that proves that I am from Florida. Sure. Sort, sort of a you, you can't fire me, I quit sort of scenario. Oh, boy. Yep. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Maybe we'll look into that later. Uh, for the meantime, uh, this is a question for Florida, man. Florida has given us many indelible contributions to American culture. The Gator Chomp, Snowbirds, and of course, professional bathroom book writer Dave Barry. Dave Barry has been the go-to guy for dads to read while on the john since the 70s. But his books aren't exclusively just for chuckling while you're sitting on your dumper. One of his novels, Big Trouble, was turned into a movie in 2002 starring Tim Allen, Patrick Warburton, and uh, show favorite Stanley the Tucci. The movie was a huge flop, grossing only $7 million on a $40 million budget. I love that movie. (laughs) (laughs) Some people involved with the movie would blame that on the fact that the movie was completed in 2001, but the release was delayed over a year, eventually getting released in 2002. So why was the release of Big Trouble delayed so long? How could this happen to me? I made my mistakes. Got nowhere to run. The night goes on as I'm fading away. I'm sick of this life. I just want to scream. Oh, that was really good. All right, why did this movie get delayed so long? I'll never forget the reason why this movie was oh. delayed so long. Oh, the Alamo? Yeah, Jesus. it was about 9-11. Yeah, it was because of 9-11. <laughs> the country wasn't ready to laugh again yet, so sure. they, uh, they pushed it out until the laughter was beginning to bubble. <laughs> until the laughter was beginning to bubble. Like and a- there was probably a scene that involved the World Trade Center yeah. in the movie front and center, so you couldn't really... Yeah, yeah. it was 9-11. <laughs> oh, sure. Can you describe the scene? That, please don't describe 9-11. We <laughs> describe, I didn't ask you to describe 9-11. I yeah. just wanted to so know... Mean the the scene of the Actually, movie. we can't know what the scene was because it was cut, Ooh. which is part of the reason that the movie was delayed. Oh. They cut it out just like, you know... It, it took, took them, them a year? It took to, them a year? To cut the scene No, out? they cut it out, and then they waited for the laughter to bubble. I don't know how much <laughs> no, more clear Maddie, I need to that, be about no, this. No, boo. SNL went on that don't Saturday. Don't boo laughter bubbling. <laughs> SNL's different. Stanley Tucci and this dog. They need that's time. not Stanley that's Tucci. That's the bathroom book writer. Everybody in the studio audience, that that's is the guy not the guy who made the podcast listeners, this is not a picture of Stanley Tucci. Stanley Tucci was not ready to go to that is, that is Dave Barry and a dog. That is Dave Barry with a, that is Dave Barry with a dog, Stanley Tucci. Tucci's dog greatest Barry. role Tucci as Tucci David Tucci Barry and I dog. I can't believe that you just thought that Stanley Tucci was that dog. I don't. What's the penalty on misidentifying Stanley Tucci? Well, yeah. I don't know. Did I, did I hear you whispering into the microphone, Tucci, Tucci man? Tucci, Tucci gang. Tucci gang. Tucci gang. Tucci gang. Tucci. So what's the penalty Ooh. for that? Well, that's Tucci. a reference to an SNL oh, okay. sketch. Tucci Main would be a great Tucci rapper Main. name for Stanley Tucci. Yeah, it would be. <laughs> thank, thank you. Do we thank th- you, right side of the audience. So do we think, uh, do we think 9-11's the answer? Uh, I'll tell you this, it's never the answer. I, well, so this is... Um, it's the question. First, uh, this is my first time playing this game. And um, I... Is it? Is it your first time? <laughs> I... I, I, I 
There, I, I don't think there was an actual 9-11 scene, but there was a lot of, of like, hi, there was, like, hijacking and kidnapping, and there was uh, really? a lot of violence and stuff. Uh, I don't know if you all remember this movie. Uh, ben Tucker, very, um, a little older Ben Tucker, you know, right? right? You guys remember Ben Tucker from that show? Or? Who is that? I don't know who that, that is. Flash actor? forward? No, no one remembers? Okay, you know what? Never mind. Uh, it was a great movie. And, uh, yep, yeah, so I am... Yeah, do we... We do. We do. You agree. We do. A thousand points. Yeah, it was, it was 9-11. Yeah. yeah, it was 9-11. <laughs> 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 yeah, we just the, won the, a thousand <laughs> points. That's the, awesome. The movie's plot, which can only be described as insane, starts with a kid trying to squirt another kid with a water gun and eventually ends with criminals trying to sneak a nuclear bomb onto a plane. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Plot so, They decided to, uh, you know, delay the release for some reason. Hmm. Why did they put it wow. on the plane? Then it would like, oh. explode the sky. It's Stanley Tucci's house on the screen next. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. All right, all right, all right, don't go oh to Pain's Dad. One of the, I'm sorry. They're criminals, Liz. <laughs> I don't have an answer for you. It's no people in the sky. It's bad writing. Well, that's fair. <laughs> One of the most famous Floridians, besides Dave Barry, is Ponce de Leon. Considered by some historians as the founder of Florida, Ponce has gone, out, uh, excuse me, Ponce has gone down in history as an explorer on the hunt for the Fountain of Youth. Another famous fountain is the Buckingham Fountain here in Chicago, which is here on the screen here, Stanley Tucci's house. (laughs) Dedicated in August of 1927, the fountain was inspired by Latona Fountain in Paris and is meant to represent Lake Michigan. So what I want to know is, what do the eight seahorses surrounding the fountain symbolize? Just like... All right, this fountain has eight seahorses. What do they symbolize? Well, this is my first time playing this game. And, uh, I mean, clearly, I mean, everybody knows the answer to this. It's because of the eight uh, gifts that were bestowed upon the founder of (laughs) Lake Michigan. Uh, When he first came upon the lake, he said, Oh, boy, this lake deserves not seven gifts. But eight, eight. gifts, and that went down in legend all the way to... I, I'm just going to uh, take their question. So you... No, no, hold on. What are the eight gifts? You just... Well, for, uh, actually, we, we all know old? them, so we're going to go yes. um, in a line and say them. Yeah, and they all... Uh, yeah, the, every, every other one rhymes, yep. too. Okay. <laughs> A real quick kind of clarification: Is it like A B A B, where four rhyme and four rhyme? Uh, you know what? Or is it? Like, you'll you'll have to find we'll out. Find out. See okay. what what we come up with. Well, the first one, I mean, obviously to signify the lake was an ice cube. That's a good one to start with. That's a pretty yep rhymeable word. Grass. <laughs> Wait, there was a gift of grass? There were gifts of grass. Okay. It's just a picture of man just throwing things into a lake. Just throwing. third gift was a nice dude. (laughs) Sorry. A nice dude. Dude and cute. That's correct. So he was already slant rhyming three gifts in. (laughs) Well, you got to think about this was the old, this was a long time ago when they discovered this. 
they didn't talk like they do now. That's you know? true. This is old yeah. English slant rhyming yeah. people. And, then, and it's actually there were a lot. There were many uh, Irish uh, people mm-hmm. of Irish descent. Mm-hmm. Five more. So the next. The <laughs> next. Uh, the so, next was, one, so Ice Cube, Grass, a nice dude, a nice dude, and then a. Uh, so he rhymed the first word and the second word, and he kept doing that for the rest of the. The gifts? Yeah, but slant sometimes. Yeah, maybe. Slant. Okay. <laughs> maybe. Depending yeah, yeah. on the host. Uh, and then uh, uh, a blade of grass. A blade, a blade of. Uh, she already uh, said uh, grass. So, he, so, he, so I'm just two different gifts to... of grass. Well, see, it's a, the rhyme is so slanted; it's exactly the same. Well, that which is called an eidetic rhyme, by the way. Yeah. Okay. A, a word that rhymes with itself is an eidetic rhyme. Thank you, friends. Yeah, table. but it's not. It's actually it's actually a homophone, so it's not the it's not the grass we think of. This is a different grass back this then. This sounds it's, like a yard in Florida in the summer, not like gifts. Well, you're going to be blown away by the next gift, <laughs> right? Because it's a flamingo. Okay, so he's established a new verse, maybe a where new verse. A different. Yep. New yep. verse. Spencer, new can verse. I have ten points for how long this is taking? Yeah, that's fair. Thank you. <laughs> three, three more. A flamingo, and then. Right. Yeah, and so this is the fifth. No, this will be the sixth, and I think in this rhyming structure, it doesn't have to rhyme with flamingo. I think you're right. supposed no, it to would rhyme be... with like grass or ash. I'm not sure no, what Derek it, it was said. It's a new verse, but... so I can start a new rhyme. Right, or the, the, the guy could have. Yeah, this is historically accurate. Right. Spencer, can I have another 10 points, please? Yeah, I'll give you another Thank 10 you. points. Yeah. So this gift was a box of cigarettes. Sure. <laughs> a box. A box <laughs> of cigarettes. Box. How big was the box? Is a big uh, and then, obviously, uh, the seventh and, uh, I mean, arguably least or most important gift was a uh, <laughs> was uh, the gift of cool lingo. Oh, okay. Cool Just lingo. yelling at the lake. Well, it, it said probably something, uh, uh, you know, something really uh, Like cool. yeet? Something like that? Yes. Yeah, that was, uh, that was the first time they used yeet. Okay. Yeet. Fleek on it. Mm-hmm. Yes, fleek on it. Yes. <laughs> box of cigarettes. And yeah, and the eighth one that rhymes with cigarettes, box of cigarettes. Oh, um, it's a Bud Light Lime that's been poured on a baguette. Come on. <laughs> okay, great. Yeah. Cool. Um, Still sounds like a yard in Florida. Are they... Four, four pasta. No, Can we have that repeated, please? Just in... Exact yeah, order, no just banter, real quick. Yeah, just... run down those eight gifts real quick, right? Yeah, now. Oh, yeah, no. of course. I just yeah, an ice cube. Yep. Grass. Yep. A nice dude. Yep. Oh, oh, I said blade of grass. Yep. <laughs> hey, like I said, different blade of grass. It's yep. a it's a slam ring. Right. Flamingo. Identical <laughs> phone. A uh, box of cigarettes. Yep. Cool lingo. Yep. Bud Light Lime. Poured on a baguette. That took us way less time. It's obviously true. 10,000 points. Sounds like an Iggy Azalea song, am I right? (laughs) Do you think that's on the truth in any regard? Absolutely not. Okay, that's fair. What do the eight horses symbolize? The eight horses symbolize the eight states that touch the Great Lakes. Oh, name them. We don't have time for that. (laughs) Minnesota, Wisconsin, Ohio, Indiana, Michigan, Ohio, Pennsylvania, New York. That sounds true. Uh, I'm actually going to give you some points because the eight seahorses uh, actually symbolize the four states that touch Lake Michigan. Wait, what? (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Each each state just gets two seahorses. A Venn diagram would include those of the eight. Why not just yeah. do four seahorses? Why not just do four seahorses? Well, you, you know, seahorses 
Uh, facts about seahorses. No, that's okay. All right, Florida man. The television show Bloodline revolved around a family in the Florida Keys whose, quote, secrets and scars are revealed when their black sheep brother returns home. Kyle Chandler, known for his more warm and inviting characters, such as Coach Taylor on Friday Night Lights, played against type as the noble but deeply flawed character John Rayburn. Now, while most people know Chandler from Friday Night Lights, he also starred as Gary Hobson on another show. So what late 90s television show did Kyle Chandler star in as Gary Hobson? What do we think here? What was the show that he starred in? Uh, that would be Frasier. Frasier. <laughs> wow. I don't know why you're laughing. Because you're wrong. <laughs> Your attitude is poor. Yeah. What, what, what so, character? What yeah, character did he play? Gary, Gary Hobson. That's correct. He was a bunch for it. Thank you. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> That's what the character he played on Frasier. What was the character? Gary Hobson. All right, give you some more points. Wait, wait, hold on, wait a second. No, no, wait, wait, wait. Uh, Thank you. Was it Frasier? Was it Frasier? What? Yeah. Was it, it wasn't Frasier. No, they just answered the question that I asked correctly. Charlie just now. asked who they played. They played Gary, well, he played he Gary, Gary Hobson. Hobson. Correctly. Oh, Correct. you guys both got points. Yeah. Wait, does it, does it matter what the television show is? It literally well, asks That is the question. That is the okay, question. Okay, great. <laughs> I can read. All right. Was Gary you know Hobson you, on Frasier reoccurring? You know the show Frasier, which has, like, Niles and Kelsey Grammer, and he's a psychologist in Seattle. You know Frasier. What character yeah. does Kelsey Grammer play? Kelsey Grammer. Yeah. <laughs> Frasier. 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 <laughs> uh, so is Gary Hobson a reoccurring character on Frasier? Yeah, That's it's Gary correct. Hobson. Yeah. He wasn't, so it wasn't one-off. No, correct. Yeah. Okay, what, what was Gary Hobson's role. relationship to Frasier? He was on Frasier. <laughs> to the character Frasier. He, he worked for yeah. the, the radio station. He was an intern. In the radio he station. He was an intern. He was an intern in an the radio station. The radio. Kyle Chandler star <laughs> was an intern. Aubrey Plaza starred as an intern in Parks and Rec and Spicy. did a great job. Mm. Well, that, that, that was, yes. uh, that was, this was the 90s. <laughs> this was a different time. So you couldn't be an intern and a star at the so same time. So you're saying that Kyle Chandler's character was as big of a character on no, Frasier No, it just seemed like he was sliding intern. They're saying that Gary Hobson was the star no, of Frasier. I don't think you understand. Based on that I was question. Like it's got Roz in it. It's got yeah. other lady in what? it. Man, they got so much oh, points that was naming Frasier. Spin off of Cheers. You, don't you know it's Frasier? I do, I do know this. What a man is trying to say is that Kyle Chandler as Gary Hobson is the star of Frasier. That's what I'm hearing. Well, the, 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 but he, uh, the producers say he starred, as you can see, but actually it was more of a recurring minor character. But you can't fit that on the screen. You, you always try to claim a star later Let's when they blow star. up. He's in Wolf of Wall Street, and they're like, he starred in Frasier. So you think that Sam and Diane are going to be in this one, but they're not, because it's a spinoff yeah. of Cheers. So instead of Sam and Diane, they got Gary Hobson. Yeah, the Gary intern. Hobson and Frasier. Right. And Kelsey Grammer. I think they're lying. I, that's fair. That's yeah, fair. I, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to submit that they're liars. Okay. And what television show do we think he uh, did star in? Derek? Early edition. It, it was is. where he got the newspaper it is early edition. a day early. I would also like to add that this is Derek's first time. 
this is Derek's first time. This is, yeah, this is my first time. Thank you so much. Thousand points. Thank you so much. Yeah, my grandma used to tape early edition and Babylon Five, and we would watch that at her house. I'm from Florida. That's is, the nineties. Is she also thing. a man from Indiana? She uh, is no longer with us, unfortunately. Aww. Um, so kind of. She, so she lives in Indiana. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, she went deeper into the depths of Florida. Yeah, my mother loved that show also because he was such a nice, such a nice young man and had a cat and helped people. Yes. Well, he didn't really have a cat. The cat showed up with the news. You guys got to see Early Edition. So it's so, the, so the, good. The premise is he gets a newspaper that tells him uh, exactly, and he has to save people. He gets uh, the paper a day early. Yeah, he gets it a day early. Wow, that's. A good Frasier. And he has a plucky best friend. Right. This is not Frasier. So he gets a good one. Frasier doesn't hold a candle to early edition, Bite which was set tongue. in Chicago. Shots fired. That's right. So he gets the paper a day early so he can check movie re- movie reviews and consequently not go to the terrible movies the next day. Uh, yeah, probably. Yeah. That's probably. pretty much it. I'm sorry. I'm not a good setup man for you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm very genuine. I mean, it's your first time. So is this also my first time? It's true. Thank you. 5,000 points. <laughs> I will take 5,000 points. 5,000 points. You got it, buddy. All right. This is the last question. Orlando, don't go to Painesville. Florida was never as stylish as it was from 1984 to 1990 when hit show Miami Vice made cocaine addicts everywhere fall in love with pastels. Mm. Miami Vice made stars out of Don Johnson and Philip Michael Thomas. Johnson went on to even greater roles, such as Nash Bridges and Father to Dakota Johnson. But his counterpart's fortunes weren't so bright, though, frankly, he should have been able to see it coming. What were the, uh, let's see here, what, were, uh, what was the job that Philip Michael Thomas got after Miami Vice? And it's worth mentioning this uh, role that he took led to him suing the network later. So just think about that. Oh, that sure. changes everything. Can we have another minute? I think our answer stays. That's yeah. fine. This one's to us, yeah? It is to you. It's great. We didn't have to look at the other facts of the question to know the answer. Um, so I've played the game a few times, but I'll answer this one just for fun. Uh, he became an informant for Miami PD. MPD for short. And then he sued the so network why later. why he sue the network for well, that? Well, because the network was like, hey, you can't use your character for things outside of the studio. And he's yeah. like, so pound he sand. Be, he would be an informant in character. Yes. Instead yep. of himself as an informant. Yeah. Yeah. He was he informing. Tubs. Like, hey, that guy, is that, are you Tubbs? Yeah, that's my name. Yep. Well, yeah, he would he was, definitely brag. Yes, I am. Like, yeah. everyone, everyone thought that he was the character that he played. So it was honestly... Kind of the perfect cover, if you think about it. <laughs> That's how they knew him, so it was just easier. And then when the studio got word of it, the network got word of it, they were like, no, you can't do that. Hmm. So he sued. I'm, this is my first time playing. <laughs> I think I actually know the answer to this. And I don't think that's it. I'm curious to know what you think the answer is. We can vamp a little bit more if you need more time on it's the podcast. I don't, I think they're not telling the truth. Okay. I think that there was supposed to be a Miami Vice spinoff and he was supposed to get top billed taking over the same role, but then they ended up bringing in someone else who actually got top billing, so he sued the network because he was supposed to be getting that yeah. the, the good money. The good money? The good money. Okay. Was that the name of the show? 
The good money, yes. Okay. Yeah. The wife, the money, the good yeah. uh, fight. Good. Yes, Place. I remembered it. Place. Good money, CBS. 305. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was actually the uh, spokesperson for the Psychic Dang Readers it. Network. <laughs> and in, an informant. It's that sort. An informant. Yeah. So the company ended up violating his contract, forcing him to spend most of the 90s in court to achieve a $2.3 million settlement. But it wasn't for nothing because this uh, led to the arguably the biggest television star of the 90s, Miss Cleo. Cleo. That's right. Mm-hmm. Call me now for your free reading. Wow. He should have seen that coming, huh? <laughs> yep. Yeah! Now, at the end of the game here. All right. All right. 10,000 points for that one. That was pretty good. 10,000 points, you said. Yeah, that was my first time. 10,000 Okay, so we have a uh, final score. Now, normally I give up points in fives and tens, but this, this game in particular has had thousands of, of points. <laughs> so uh, I wanna... Just to remind everyone at home and in the audience, uh, this is my first time. This is, your... <laughs> this is your first time, but you made things very can interesting. I, so... Can I give a Florida Man story that might up our rating? You can certainly here? give me a, a Florida Man story, sure. Okay, it's about my dad. It's about your dad. Oh, it's about my pa. In which states are, are he abandoned? Uh, Does that, that's not even well, my uncle, correct. who's also a Florida man, is actually banned from Florida, which is why he lives in Seattle now. But that's because he dealt cocaine. Oh, my God. Is but he a psychologist will... on the radio? <laughs> no. But my, my Florida man back. story about my... My Florida man story about my dad is that, uh, you know, we're big Gator fans. We grew up watching Gator football, and dad, you know, big Gator fan, and sure. he loves Steve Spurrier, the old ball coach. Good. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, well, he likes to call my little sister the backwash baby, and the reason that he does that... That's a fun nickname. Oh, it's no. a fun nickname. Uh, in 1996, after uh, the Gators beat Auburn, which was a big rival at the time, now we only play them once at home every 14 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, Real quick, i got to say, I'm glad we brought it back to football. <laughs> got to end on it. Good Florida sandwich. So, uh, <laughs> You mean a, a pub sub? Yeah, pub okay. sub. Uh, but anyway, so um, they were really revved up. They're back in Gainesville. Oh, you know, no. they're, they go to Napolitano's, which was Steve Spreer's favorite watering hole. And they get there, and he's there at the bar drinking the Coors Light. And so your dad's in the same bar as Steve Spurrier? Yes. He, he goes there because he gets to watch him drink his beer. Cool. And so my dad, my grandpa, and my mom are sitting there watching Steve drink his beer and talking <laughs> about the Gator game and how they won. Steve gets up, pays some cash, leaves, leaves just this much. <laughs> in the beer bottle and my grandpa goes to the waiter goes son here's a 20 bring me what's left of that Coors over there oh boy. and the waiter brings the Coors over my grandpa bestows it upon my mother his daughter-in-law oh. and uh, she chugs it and my parents say they conceived Kendall that no! night and so, no! and so anytime that Kendall's being a little brat or a little butthole they're always right. like that's the essence of Spurrier in <laughs> Well, so at the end of the game here, we have a, a, some scores. Florida Man, you have 10,325 points. <laughs> but uh, with an insurmountable lead... <laughs> Of, I don't, I don't I know, an infinity this. amount of points. I'm not sure. You asked for an insurmountable lead, so oh I guess God. you have 10,326 points, I guess. Oh, my God. I want to thank Orlando. Don't go to Painesville. We're our big oh. winners for tonight. Oh no. So I want to thank uh, both teams. I want to thank the audience here and everyone at home. Thank you very much, and have a good night. Let Sleeping Dogs Lie is recorded in front of a live audience every Monday at 8 o'clock, right here in Chicago at the Comedy Sports Theater. If you'd like to see the show live, Go to cszchicago.com and use the promo code FETCH for half off your ticket price. Let Sleeping Dogs Lie is an arcade audio production. 
Find us at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at LSDL Show. Please rate and review us wherever you listen to podcasts. Our show is produced by Spencer Hamilton, Patrick Connolly, and Rich Camelucci. Written by Spencer Hamilton, Patrick Connolly, Connor Doyle, Rob Grabowski, Zach Mast, and Mandy Sellers. Hosted by Spencer Hamilton. Our panel this week. Madison Kirby can be seen performing around Chicago with her improv team, Chunky Puppies. Charlie Williams performs with Comedy Sports Chicago as well as Laugh Out Loud Theater. Derek Shoemaker performs at CIC with his improv team, Phantom. Visit CICtheater.com for upcoming show dates. Bill Arnett runs the Chicago Improv Studio. Visit iotheater.com for more details about shows and classes. Liz Anderson can be heard on her podcasts, Campaign, Paired, and Autonomic. And finally, Ryan Phillips performs comedy and music all around Chicago. Check out his channel at youtube.com slash ryancphil92. Let Sleeping Dogs Lie is made possible in part by listeners like you. Check out patreon.com slash arcadeaudio for more info on how you can help. Thanks for listening to Let Sleeping Dogs Lie, the world's only game show. Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at arcadeaudio.net.